This is the Age of Jeremy episode two, and this podcast was recorded on a Friday, October 27th, 2017. Hello, everyone. I wanted to start by thanking you for listening to the first episode. I know that I rambled a bit, but fuck it. I do it this episode too. It is what it is. Before we get started with this episode's podcast reviews, stop what you're doing and go follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. Follow our Facebook page, Age of Jeremy, and join the Age of Radio Facebook group, Radioheads. Let's get this show on the road. We were kids growing up on the same block. We were in stolen liquor by the bus stop. Took a while, now you're All right, let's kick off this award show. The polls are up on Age of Radiohead's Facebook group. And how you're going to do that is you're going to go to the Age of Radio on Facebook and click groups and then join the Age of Radioheads, which you should already be a member of the group if you did what I told you to do in the intro to this episode. But when you're a member of the group, it's absolutely public. Anybody can join. There's going to be a poll there for you to vote. And what you're going to be voting for are the November shows that I'm going to be highlighting on the Age of Jeremy podcast. And whichever show, podcast show, gets the most votes, we are going to send them an award, uh, an Age of Radio award, for winning the November podcast of the month award. And so the shows that we're going to be focusing on are um, Uncivil, Coffee with Butterscotch, School of Podcasting, and Star Talk. So those are the four shows that are up for polling this month on the Age of Radio Heads Facebook group. And every episode of Age of Jeremy, since it comes out bi-weekly uh, or twice a month, I'm going to be uh, playing you a clip of one of the podcasts, and then I'm just going to kind of tell you why I like it. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we're going to start with Uncivil. Uncivil is a Gimlet production. Uh, Gimlet's a podcasting network, kind of like Age of Radio, but uh, a more well-known podcasting network than Age of Radio is right now. And what us Uncivil does is it's a history podcast that looks at the divisions of our country that turned into the Civil War. And it focuses on stories that were left out of the official history that we're taught about the Civil War. So the Civil War that we're taught in uh, grade school or in uh, middle school or high school, this is going to kind of dispel some of the myths and, and see some of the, the I guess, the, the lies that we've been told um, throughout our, our lives about the Civil War. And so the clip that I'm going to play you right now, it's from one of their episodes called The Takedown. And what the Takedown episode is about is the hosts of the show. They sit down with Nicole Hannah-Jones of the New York Times Magazine, Al Letson of Reveal, and Christy Coleman of the American Civil War Museum to talk about how they take down Civil War myths. So what's the biggest, what's the Civil War myth that you see out there that, that bothers you the most? Um, I would say some of the biggest myths that I hear on Twitter is one, that the North was not implicated in slavery. Mm -hmm. That somehow, if your uh, ancestors lived in the North, you have clean hands, which oh, we know that, not, yeah, again, um, the economic driver of this country, the reason we become a superpower is because of slave labor. Um, mostly cotton which of course is how we get an industrial revolution because you have that cotton being produced, which then is, you know, goes into the factories in the North. Um, but every industry, insurance industry, right? Uh, shipbuilding, um, I mean, banking, you can just go down the line of 
every part of our country is implicated in slavery, but we, what I hear on Twitter all the time is, my family wasn't in the South, we never owned slaves, so therefore, we have nothing to do with slavery. Right. And in fact, we fought to free you, right? Mm. Which is also the thing that you hear. One, knowing that most um, people in the Civil War fighting for the North were not fighting to end slavery. That's right. They're fighting to preserve the Union, which is not the same thing. And, and had we been able to preserve the Union while preserving slavery, we would have done that. It just it, it ended yeah. up being a political tactic. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln said, said it. it. Yeah, all yes, the time. of course, right? I mean, the Emancipation yeah. Pro Proclamation only frees those who are enslaved in places that have left the Union. That's right. If you were a slaveholding state that remained in the Union, you could keep your slaves. Um, so I think those, that myth uh, is probably one of the most pernicious. And then Great also the myth show. that... Great show. And it's hosted by a gentleman named Jack Hitt and another gentleman named uh, Kinjirai Kumanika. And I'm probably saying that wrong, so I apologize. But this is a great show. And it's a terrible injustice, I think, what we've done to our fellow men and women based on the color of their skin, uh, their religion, their sexual orientation. And I think that a show like this is really important for all of us to listen to because it really helps us understand the world as it really is. And if we understand the world as it really is, I think that that's when we can truly make it better because we really know where we come from. We know what's going on. And then that way we can, we can make it a better place. But on with the show, I'm going to play you a, a clip combat, right, right now yeah. from Coffee like with Butterscotch. Sort of yeah, like it started off really good. And, and then the it, boy, I'm like, mm. maybe this is where I'm at in life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, look at that young thing over there. Butterscotch. All right, next question comes from Rampandapus, who says, I've been reading Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Mm. Great book. Good book. Crunch time comes up a lot. In fact, I it think comes that's up in, what it's about. It comes up in every single chapter. Yep. Uh, what's the studio's stance? How much did the three of you crunch leading up to the Crashlands launch? Well, this is interesting. Um, so this whole idea, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because the crunch that these people describe is so immense in both, you know, scale, like day scale. Like it's just the whole day and they start sleeping at the office and stuff. And then also... Sometimes they rent apartments closer to the office that for super cheap just so they can oh, cut be fair, down their commute. They mostly are in San Francisco, which they probably should already be doing that anyway. Right. Yeah. So, so then... But and, I mean, they also keep their original apartments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also... The duration where they're like, yeah, we crunched for six months. Yeah. And I'm sorry, because I think the most we ever did. I don't think did, that's crunch. I think that's just working a lot. Yeah. The most we ever did was, I think it was the three days around beta, if I yeah. recall. We did 16 we were, hours a day for three days. Yeah. And then we were like, fuck this. We did it. We did it because we were very specifically in emergency mode, responding to the most crucial uh, game breaking bugs in the beta so that the beta could keep right. going. Right. Mm -hmm. And so. We, this wasn't pre-production. This wasn't like leading up to the launch. This was directly the game was in players' hands. It was basically a launch. Yeah, and the game was in players' hands, and they couldn't really, they couldn't really give us the feedback we needed because of the state of the game. And so we, we needed had ASAP because we did have a launch date. Yeah, we had to fix it immediately. Yep. So we did. So we did three days of crunch, and then we took a couple of days off, and then we resumed back to a normal kind of schedule. Mm -hmm. So um, we because we usually work we work between like 40 and 60 hours a week, depending on kind of what's going on. I think just on average. Um, but it's always under the, I guess there, there's very few times where we've been like, we need to just destroy ourselves 
right now in order to accomplish something yeah. because usually it doesn't actually work. We do it at, we only do it at like true personal cost mm-hmm. for like an evening at a time. Right. And even then, like that almost never happens because it's usually just like, it would just, this was actually my favorite think, podcast before uncivil came out right brothers, Seth, Sam and Adam Coster own and operate butterscotch shenanigans. Well, and butterscotch shenanigans, it's a game development company. They make mobile app games. Their portfolio includes Crashlands, Quadrupus, Rampage, Tower Flight 2, Flop Rocket, Roid Rage, and coming soon, Scuffle Buddies. Their podcast is really focused on game development and the trials and tribulations of running and growing a game development podcast. I highly recommend that you check out Coffee with Butterscotch wherever you get your podcasts. And again, make sure you vote at the Age of Radioheads Facebook group on your favorite podcast that I review on Age of Jeremy. And again, whoever wins will get an award sent to them for winning that month's Age of Radio Awards. All right, this is where we talk a little bit about social media and some of the things that I'm learning as I grow my following base. I've always had a problem with going back and forth with social media, mainly because I never made the time for it. The other problem was I didn't really know which product I should focus on. Should I do Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, musical.ly, LinkedIn? I, I just didn't know. So this was always what caused a problem for me, which I feel the best place to start is just to kind of pick one and focus on that until you get really good. The great thing about the social media platforms that we have today is they can all be used in a different way to engage with your your following, whether you're an individual, whether you're uh, trying to create a personal brand or whether trying to create a business brand, they all have something that you can offer in a different way. But I think that when you're starting out, it's good to just stick with one of them and get really good at that one thing. So the one that I chose because it was a really big focal point for JV Impacts. So I went ahead and chose Instagram because that's what we were working on with JV Impacts. With the the Instagram, I also like it because it's kind of like a blog, but just with pictures. And I find that exciting because you can do so much with pictures to tell a story. And then how you design your feed layout in Instagram helps you tell that story as well, uh, which we can talk about maybe on a different podcast or a different episode, but not not on this one. Because what I want to do is I want to give you five tips that I'm using that I think are a really great place to start when you're trying to really grow your Instagram. Because when I started this, I think I had like 20 followers on Instagram. Now I'm at 626 and it's been about five weeks. So this is doing, doing pretty well. And these are strategies that we, we started working with, with JV impacts that I just kind of started to work with the age of Jeremy Instagram feed. So number one is that, um, you have to have consistency. So if you're going to pop, uh, if you're going to post twice a day, you're going to post at 10 and 2, then every single day at 10 and 2, you need to make sure that you're posting. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you really want to find a niche or a niche or a niche. I don't really know how to say the word, but find your niche. Um, so what, what I mean by that is 
that you need to find something that you're going to focus on. So for like, we'll, we'll use JV Impacts, for example. So John focuses on a picture of him working out, um, him with his family, and he does that in between doing posts of motivational sayings because JV Impacts is all about motivation, health, and life. So when he's posting on those things, he does he does an inspirational quote. He'll do a picture. He'll do an inspirational quote. He'll do a picture. And they all fall in that motivation, health, and life. Now, Age of Jeremy is a little different because it's really me sharing everything that's going on in my life. But as far as what I post, they usually have the same topics. So I'll post uh, something about Buddhism in the mornings, uh, which I call Daily Dose of Buddha. And then I'll post something around one o'clock that is uh, an educational post uh, for October. It's the Great Women of Science. And I don't know if I'm going to continue this into November, but I wanted to try it out because I really want to... uh, to, to really give an emphasis on the, the great things that women have done in science. And then uh, in the afternoons, I'll post something about my puppies. I have a Maltipoo named Kylo and a Havanese named Bane. So I'll post something that they do. And with that post, I'll usually do something with musical.ly to incorporate a video and music, but I'll post it through Instagram. And then I will also do a post in the uh, towards nine o'clock about I call it media mogul and it's about the things that I'm doing to build my empire kind of picture version of some of the stuff that I'm talking about on this podcast and so that's kind of my um, niche but it it could probably it could be a lot better to be honest because that's kind of broad so you really want to find a niche that you can really really focus on so first thing's consistency second thing is niche then what you want to do is you want to really focus on blocking out time And this encompasses two things. You can block out time so you make sure that you do your posts. So for instance, I try to post at 9, 1, 6, and then 9 again. So four posts throughout the day. And in those posts, uh, right before, I try to block out time on my calendar to say, okay, I'm going to build this post right now. And there's lots of things that exist where you could create the post and then it'll post it for you. But I I just block out that time and I make it and then I post it. Um, And, and, um, I guess uh, there's a Hootsuite that can help with that. I think that they do Instagram. I'm not 100% on that because I'm kind of learning. And then um, I know that I have Icono Square, which allows me to create the post, and then it'll remind me to post. Uh, but like I said, I, I just do that post uh, at that time, and I block out time right before it. Then the second thing about blocking out time is you really want to block out time to engage with your audience and then try to engage with other people's audiences, Uh, which leads me to the fourth tip, which is about engagement. So you block out time to engage, and what I mean by that is making sure that you're going through your feed, interacting with the people that you're you're following, Um, and then you also want to go and look for things that might fit into your category. So I'll go to the uh, the search function on Instagram, And I'll go ahead and put in, say, a hashtag podcast, and then I'll go through some of those people's feeds, and I'll just like their stuff, and I'll comment on stuff. And what that does is it gives your presence out there, and more people are more likely to come across your feed, and then they'll be like, oh, I want to follow this person, and then they'll follow. So you want to make sure that you do that. I try to to like about 100 uh, posts a day. I know John is doing around like 200 posts a day that he'll he'll do likes for, but but I do about 100 and it gets me around six followers from it. And then what happens is um, 
uh, and then what happens with those followers is I follow back, which is my fifth tip, especially when you're getting started. I follow back with everybody. I know that there's um, some some other people that may not agree with that. And I think at some point you need to not follow everybody that's following you. But when you're just getting going, I think it works really well because you're, you know, I'll follow you if you follow me and then you engage with those people. And then at some point you can start unfollowing people to clean up the amount of people that you're following. So those five tips, again, they're consistency, make sure that you're finding a niche, uh, blocking out time, uh, focusing on engagement, and then following everyone that follows you, at least in the beginning. All right, now let's move over to BizDev, which stands for Business Development. And I don't know if I'm going to keep calling it BizDev, but I'm going to call it BizDev right now because that's what I thought of. And I want to talk a little bit about two things that I've been working on. One, um, as I'm building Age of Radio Network, I'm trying to get more involved with the ad piece of it or selling ad inventory and how we're going to get our hosts really up to, to date with uh, ads. And then I just want to talk about a great meeting I had with uh, a young man that uh, really inspired me. And uh, hopefully we're going to be seeing a podcast of his here soon, but I kind of wanted to talk about that. But the first thing is with the ad inventory piece, one of the great things about having a podcast network or just a network in general, is that you are able to share um, or advertise the other individuals that are on your network. So for instance, on the Age of Jeremy show, uh, I could advertise JV Impacts at the beginning of it if it was a new show that we were going to be bringing out. So for instance, I could be like, hey, you know what? Uh, Dropping next uh, Tuesday is JV Impacts. It's a great new podcast. It's about motivation, health, and life. You make sure you need to check it out. It's on the Age of Radio Network something along those lines. And that's one of the great things about being on a podcast network. The other great things about being on a podcast network is that you have a, um, a larger audience on which to sell ads to. So for instance, if I have say a thousand listens an episode, I have, um, technically a one CPM, um, we don't really need to get into CPM, but it, it stands for cost per thousand. So if I had if I had a 1,000 listeners, but then John has 40,000 listeners or 50,000 listeners, then if I could feed off of those listeners, I could bring them over to my podcast and then we could be sharing advertising between the same group of listeners, but advertising different stuff. So for instance, if I was able to get the 50,000 listeners that John had and add them to my 1,000, then I would have about 60,000 listens and John would also have 60,000 listens. But we wouldn't be advertising the same type of products on each of those, those podcasts. We would be advertising, um, I know John's a big advocate for on it. Uh, nutrition. So John could be doing an advertisement uh, role for on it. And Age of Jeremy, let's say um, it's about business development. So Entreport. Entreport's an online marketing tool that we use uh, for JV Impacts. Let's say they wanted for us to advertise them. That would be something that Age of Jeremy could do. But now, even though I'm advertising to the same group of people, I'm advertising on different podcasts, but I can get the revenue from each of those 60 people twice for each advertisement. So if I make a, let's say I make $20,000, it's not going to be, that's just an arbitrary number, $20,000 off of the JV Impacts advertisement, I could also make $20,000 off of the Onnit advertisement because of the people listening to Age of Radio. 
So to do that, we need to get really good at, or I need to get really good at, or Age of Radio needs to get really good at selling advertisements. And there is a company that I'm looking at to uh, an agency to bring in um, to work with Age of Radio to help us find people to advertise with. But prior to that, I've been doing a lot of research on other podcast networks. And one of the great things that Podcast One does, which is a podcast network, um, is that they they have a, a, an affiliates page. So affiliate marketing is something that you can do uh, for free. Um, we'll use Amazon because that's what led me to the debacle that I want to talk about. So I signed up Age of Jeremy for um, Amazon Affiliates. So how Amazon Affiliates work is that you get specific links that you can put into your web page and then through your advertisement, you can lead people to your web page. They can click on that link. And since they're clicking on that link through your web page, they're going to get a special promotion. So for example, we'll talk, we'll say Audible, because that's the one that I was going to try to do this week on the podcast, but I couldn't because of the debacle that I'm going to talk about. So I signed up for Amazon affiliates. I'm a big advocate for learning and book reading. So I, I, I saw Audible because you can listen to books, which is great. And I was going to put that on the Age of Jeremy website, which is if you know there isn't an age of jeremy website yet because it was supposed to be done by the time this podcast came out and it couldn't because of the debacle that i went through with hostgator which i'm going to talk about in a minute but i want to lead up to it so so i I went to amazon affiliates i signed up i was really excited because i was going to try to uh, test my advertising skills and try to lead people to ageofjeremy.com to get um two free books when they sign up for audible through our affiliate link. Now, what Podcast One does is they have a whole page where all of the people that they have on their network, if they have affiliate affiliates through Amazon affiliates, they they'll have a page where you can go to your favorite show and it'll list all of their promotional um, products through Amazon affiliates. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Amazon products. When you sign up for it, there's a whole list of products you can select and you get like a special code. So like, let's say um, one of the products was Bounty and I would have a special code and I could say, hey, you know, Age of Jeremy listeners or age of Jeremy radio heads, go to bounty.com and, or go to Amazon on bounty dot, go to Amazon, uh, buy bounty, put in this promo code, uh, nine, seven, four, five, and you get like 10% off of your purchase. So that's kind of how the, that type of affiliate affiliate works. As I start doing it, I'll be able to explain it better, but I really wanted to try this out on this podcast or on this episode. And so I went to Amazon affiliates and I, I figured it all out. I got everything set up. I read through everything. I looked through everything. I was like, cool, now I just need a website. So I was like, okay, so am I going to go with GoDaddy, which is what we use for JV Impacts? Um, and Or do I want to try a different company to see what else is out there? And so I'm a consumer and I get excited about <laughs> marketing and brands and and um, uh, the, the brand colors and and um, all the stuff that has to do with advertising. I, I enjoy that type of stuff. And so I really liked Toastgator because of the blue gator. So there is like this blue gator that is their their um, their uh, their logo. And, and then everything on the website is based around a swamp. 
So like even at the bottom of the web page, there's like the swamp and it just it's just fun. And then you, the names of their packages are hatchling and baby. And I don't know what else there is because I got the baby package. So I got the baby package. It's $11.95 a month for the hosting. And then through the hosting, I went ahead and bought the ageofjeremy.com domain so I could do it. Well, since I'm just learning how to do HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and PHP, and for some stupid fucking reason, I'm trying to do them all at the same time. So that's not a good idea. But um, since I'm learning how to do those and I built the JV Impacts website with WordPress, I went ahead and it was going to install WordPress or get it set up to use through the HostGator website um, that I had signed up for. So I went and I filled everything out. Well, as soon as I filled it out, I got this, this notification that the name servers weren't right on the the domain for age of jeremy and i was like okay well i don't know enough about this so let me go ahead and contact the help support so i contacted the host gator help and uh i talked to this nice guy he told me that everything was fine uh and that i would need to just get the name servers changed and i said well how i i know where to go do that but what do i put them to I didn't understand how that part worked. And he said, I'll take care of it. So he comes back and he says, okay, so you have to go through a period of time where the servers update throughout the internet. And um, I forgot what it was called, but it takes 24 to 48 hours. I waited 24 hours and I went back on and tried to log into the WordPress admin and it gave me the same error. So I called back to, or I chatted back to HostGator through their 24-hour um, chat service. And the person that was helping me this time went and checked, and they said that nothing was changed on the name servers. And I was like, okay. So I was kind of pissed off. I I get mad very easily, but then I get calmed down really quick. So I got pissed off, and then I calmed down. But I asked them, okay, well, can you change it? And is it possible that I can start working on this right away? Because I wanted to build at least a, uh, a landing page for ageofjeremy.com so that I could try out the affiliate link. So I could try out how advertising would sound in some fashion through the podcast. And so they said, well, no, it still has to go through the 24 to 48 hour session where it uploads or changes, where the name servers uh, change. And... I wouldn't be able to do anything until that was done. So that part was what kind of frustrated me because I had already waited one day. Now I had to wait another 24 hours or 48 hours. So another 24 hours went by and it still didn't work. So I called back to the tech support or I'm sorry, I chatted back to the tech support. And when I got a hold of someone, I asked them to check. They said it all been updated and that was that it was good. It would just take that a up to that 48 hours. So then about lunchtime the following day, and I work from six in the morning to three in the afternoon. So lunchtime is like around 11. So at 11, I checked and it let me log in through the, the admin. And that was on, um, I think Thursday. So yesterday. And so when I got home, I needed to do some editing for JV and I haven't really even touched the, the, um, I touched the age of jeremy.com landing page because I've been waiting for the name servers to update. So that was the one thing that was really frustrating because I really wanted to get the website done, at least the landing page, so I could try the affiliates out. But the other problem was is that I don't know if HostGator has a agreement with other uh, with web development companies or if they sell your information or what happened. But I've been getting nonstop phone calls 
from web development companies asking me if I needed help and marketing companies asking if I needed help with Age of Jeremy. And so they're calling me maybe four or five times a day from different parts of the United States. And they're trying to sell me on these services, which has been really, really frustrating. So I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but that's what I've been dealing with this week. I'm trying to get the Age of Jeremy website up. And I'm still going to try to go through with HostGator because I'm definitely going to give them a chance. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward what a hosting site does, but I'll, I'll take a look at it. I'll, I'll make sure everything works. I'm going to build the site out through web, um, through WordPress, and then I'm going to try to go back in with Dreamweaver and do the HTML and CSS for the website, and then maybe like swap them out. I don't know. Um, and the reason why I, I wanted to really take a long time to build the Age of Radio and Age of Jeremy website, but, uh, you know, spending a lot of time with John Vasquez, one of the things that John Vasquez does really, really well that I don't is he activates on stuff. Uh, so there's this thing called Strength Finders, and one of his top strengths is activating. And that's why he's been so successful with JV Impacts is because he does and he finds the resources as they happen. So I kind of wanted to... to to try that approach, especially since I, I'm going to build this into one of the greatest um, media news companies in the world, Age of Radio. And so I, I kind of just wanted to get started and do it. And I think that that's why I got the podcast going so quickly. And that's also the reason why I got the Facebook page up so quick. I got the Age of Radio Heads group page up so quick because I really just want to start activating. And I knew that the resources would come because that's how I, I've envisioned that this is going to be the greatest media news company in the world. And that's and that's the reason why I just kind of just started. And, and I'll find the resources they come. I'll learn as as I go along, and, and that's the reason why I have this podcast, so I can share that with everybody and kind of talk stuff out through my head. But that that was the debacle that I had with um, HostGator this week, so it kind of set me back a little bit, but I'm going to really focus on getting the, the ageofjeremy.com website up this following week so that I can test out the Amazon affiliates. And then the other thing that I came across that I'm going to start looking into this week is a company called Midroll, which is a way for Age of Radio to partner with a media company. I'm sorry, um, an ad agency to find ads specifically for podcasts. And I think it's owned by Scripps Company, which is a really um, like a advertising conglomerate. Uh, but the, the app looks really, really amazing. looks like it's going to be something that we can use as we start to find, um, to find uh, ads. So I'm really looking forward to that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about with business development, which is also part of my like activating attitude, is that I uh, I reached out to a friend, uh, Danielle, my wife, one of her friends, her name's um, Andrea, and I reached out to Drea and um, she, she knew about the podcast. Well, she found someone who's really trying to find a new way to, uh, to uh, a new medium for their comedy. And he had tried podcasts in the past, but uh, he wanted, I guess, some help with it. Um, and, and so we met the other night, he goes to Grand Canyon university here in Arizona. So I met with him on campus and we went to Panda Express and we talked, his name's Isaac Bills and he has a YouTube channel. If you just type in Isaac Bills comedy, you can find his YouTube channel. Uh, he used to live in California. He came here, um, to finish, to go back to school at uh, Grand Canyon university or to attend Grand Canyon university. Um, not hundred percent if it was to go back to school, but to go to Grand Canyon university and he's a, he's a great kid. He's, I think he's 21. And we, we sat and we talked for about an hour listening and I got to hear, um, 
uh, all the things that he wanted to do, how he wanted it, how he wanted to get into entertainment, uh, how he does stand up comedy, how he's always thinking of new way, new content. So we shouldn't have a problem doing the podcast. And, and I told him that I'm, I'm going to help him now. He doesn't, I'm not doing it where he has to, um, uh, to pay me right now. We're kind of going to do the, uh, like an advertisement split when we start doing the ads and, uh, and so I'm kind of excited for that. I, I'm not, I'm kind of hashing out the details on all of that as we get going, because uh, eventually we're going to have different packages that people can, that anybody can buy. And uh, just a fantastic kid. I think he's got a bright future. He's very charismatic. Uh, he's, uh, he's a Christian. He's godly. Uh, I think he has the ability to put in the work effort. He's got a really, really special thing about him. And it's interesting because I, uh, John's a Christian and uh, I know that I, I'm not a Christian in any way whatsoever. And, but but it's one of the things that I do enjoy about being about uh, around Christians is I enjoy their faith, um, seeing how it impacts their life and and the spiritual side of of them. And then the other thing I, I like about Christians is they they always have that that um, thing where they're like, well, I think that this is a sign from God. I hear that you know this is a sign from God. You know, one of the things that Isaac told me, he was like, you know, this opportunity came up. I really feel that it was a sign of God. And one of the things that I like about that is that it, it really helps give them a sense of destiny and purpose. And with that destiny and purpose, I feel that they're going to achieve more because they they feel that they have this reason of what they're supposed to be doing. They feel that this is the the thing that they're supposed to be doing, that they're leading down the right path. And, and I enjoy being around people that have that mentality. And I'm not saying that that's just something for Christians. I'm convinced that I'm going to change the world. Um, and I'm not a Christian. And I, But I think that that's one of the things that I enjoy about being around Christians is that that sense of purpose and that that feeling of purpose and being led in the right direction. So what we what we did with Isaac is he reached out to me today, and this is um, again this is on Friday, uh, ten twenty seven. He he reached out to me today and he said, well, how how do I get the MP three for it to you? Because a lot of what me and John do is all virtual, mainly because I work full time and and do the John Vasquez part time and do the Age of Radio part time. So I, I was able to create a SharePoint site. Uh, we do Microsoft a lot of Microsoft products with uh, JV Impacts and Age of Radio. And with the with the SharePoint side, I was able to uh, create a way. Uh, it's a great product. It's uh, You can create different uh, site pages and you can create different groups. And then he doesn't actually have to be part of part of the company to to integrate into the, the group. It's called group uh, three. I think it's office 365 group is what the group is called, but then you can create a SharePoint site. So I created a SharePoint site for Isaac bills. Um, and then I sent him the link that he, he joins it. And then through that, he can upload the MP3s to the docs. And this is the same thing we do with JV impacts. So when he does his podcasting at um, the JV impact studio, he uploads it to me. I get it here and I edit it in my home studio and then I get it up on our hosting site and make sure that it goes out. And so I'm going to do the same thing with Isaac. And as um, and this this process is really what kind of helped give me the idea that we can create a podcast network with anybody as long as they're 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 willing to put in the work, do the content, and get it to me um, with the different packages that Age of Radio is going to offer. They can join the network for free. Uh, and then we do a, a revenue split. But they would get me the MP3. We would do the same kind of concept. Uh, where we would create them a SharePoint site for their show, and then they would upload the MP3s. I would get them, make sure it's hosted, and then get it out. So I think it's really exciting to see the process come together 
um, with this new show that we're going to be working on. And we don't have a working, we don't have a title for it yet, where he's going to come up with some of the content and see what we can do and get it to me. So I'm really excited about that. And then I had another meeting with another per, uh, individual that I came across. I'm not going to uh, name names uh, of, of this individual yet, but with this individual, we were kind of talking and I think we're going to try to, to start some sports podcast because one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of the sports, um, or sorry, with a lot of the podcast networks is they have different areas. So they'll have like their, their entertainment, they'll have their, um, their health and fitness, they'll have their sports kind of just like a, a television network would, or a, a radio station network. So I'm really excited about that. But those are the things that I kind of want to talk to you about where the business is going. Uh, go, the things that I'm going to be working on um, this next week is I really want to kind of put together a, a plan for the Facebook group, Radio Heads. And then uh, we're, we're integrating some really cool stuff into the jvimpacts.com website, which I'm not going to talk about now, but it's going to be really, really cool when it's done. Uh, so we're going to start working on that. And then on November 2nd with JV Impacts, we have the Roids to Riches uh, book release party. So that's going to be taking place here in Arizona. And if you go to uh, JV Impacts underscore on Instagram, you can go through the feed and you can find the flyer for it. And if you'd like, you can RSVP if you're here in Arizona. We'd love to have you. Uh, Roids to Riches is a fantastic book. It's a fantastic story about a uh, John, you know, falling from uh, grace uh, losing everything and then rebuilding his life and then creating JV impacts. So it's really, really cool. I'm really excited for it. Um, and if you're listening uh, and you listen to the podcast and you're there, um, say hello. And that's, that's going to be awesome. So I look forward to maybe seeing some of you there if you're in Arizona, if not, then um, I guess just keep listening to the podcast, but uh, to move over to the next segment, kind of personal things that are going on with me, uh, I don't really have a lot of personal stuff going on with me because most of my life is with uh, JV Impacts and Age of Radio and my day job. So I do a lot of work. But one of the things that that I kind of wanted to talk about that I can kind of get, I need to get better at, uh, at least going forward, is making sure that I don't sacrifice my health. And that's one of the biggest things. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I've been a type 1 diabetic since I was 27 I'm 34 now. I just turned 34 on October 21st. So happy belated birthday to me. And one of the things uh, w w that I do is I, um, uh, when I'm working on a project, I get obsessed with it and I focus on it. And so about four weeks ago, when I, I'm trying to figure out what I was doing with Age of Radio, um, not, I guess, kind of strategizing more of Age of Radio and really focusing on the JV Impacts website, I kind of stopped going to the gym. And, and it was about four weeks ago, and I can, I can just feel a difference in my body not going to the gym every day. And what I would do is, I, I, what I've done in the past, I'll just stop going to the gym, I'll stop eating right, I'll just focus on my one thing until it's done and until it's where I, it's where I want it. And then I'll start integrating like the healthy eating, the sleeping, the exercising back into my life. And, but one of the things that I really want to focus on for the rest of the year and in the next year is not doing that, uh, really making, I guess it's, I guess it's a time management problem. Um, and an obsession problem where I'm still doing the things that I need to be doing to, to, uh, take care of myself but then also focus on all of the amazing projects that I'm working on. So that's one of the other things that I'm going to be focusing on. That's really all that's really going on in my personal life. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I did a bullet journal for a while and I liked that 
One of the problems that I don't with with managing time, I like blocking out time. I think that works the best. And I block out time on Outlook. But I feel that when I have a bullet journal or I have a planner in front of me, I I have, I guess, more of a sense to look at what I what I've blocked out because um, like I don't my phone's usually on mute. So I, I never I never receive um, notifications of when I'm supposed to be doing anything. And I feel that when I have it on paper, like with a bullet journal or with a planner, I get a lot more stuff done. So I'm going to try to integrate that system back into my time management and see if it'll help me uh, make more time for exercise. Uh, Because I only need like 30, 45 minutes and I'm fine. Uh, But I just want to make sure that I'm having that to help with my diabetes. And then also uh, so I don't wear myself out so much when I go into these these binges of working you know, 15, 20 hours a day. Um, but that that's everything that I have for the, the personal side of it. Um, I really appreciate everybody. Um, it's, it's been interesting, uh, kind of let you know where we're at on downloads, uh, downloads for last episode. Uh, we're at a 88, which is really cool. I didn't think I'd even get like 10. Um, so 88 downloads is pretty awesome. Hope we can keep growing. Uh, make sure that you follow age of Jeremy on Instagram and that you follow Age of Radio on Facebook, and that you join the Age of Radio Heads Facebook group, which you can find through Age of Radio um, Facebook uh, page. So uh, make sure that you like the page. Make sure that you you follow Age of Jeremy on uh, Instagram, and uh, we'll see you guys next time, or um, you guys will hear me talk next time. And if uh, you're listening to this in the morning, have a good afternoon. If you're listening to this in the afternoon, have a good evening. And if you're listening to this in the evening, have a good night. And we will see you next time.